At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, my UT Chattanooga to the first round. Hey, where is... How about that? And we wasted our time watching him thinking he'd be at 104, maybe. (laughs) You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BeckQL Daily, right here on the BeckQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks are with you on a Friday, reacting to the first round of the NFL draft. Looking ahead to day two tonight, Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus. He's with us right now to talk about it on the coast, the PFF forecast on the Roman guest line. Eric, uh, there was a lot in the first round there, some surprises throughout, a lot of trades. Uh, what was your biggest takeaway from a betting perspective on either what you thought going in or how it played out during the uh, first round? It, to me, it was it was a very interesting night for some of the position totals. You know, you had wide receiver go over five and a half, which was the opening number, uh, but I believe it didn't go over six and a half, even though five and a half went over in the first 20 picks for the first time in the draft's history. Um, you had offensive linemen go over just barely, and, and it was because uh, the New England Patriots took a guy that was like 150 on everybody else's board uh, in, uh, in Strange. So, uh, th- those were interesting. Uh, you know, the quarterback situation, I think, is the biggest takeaway. I- I, last time I was on your show, I thought Malik Willis would, would not only go to Pittsburgh, but I thought that he would have to be a part of a trade. And not only does he fall to Pittsburgh at 20, Pittsburgh takes uh, somebody else entirely, which uh, was really surprising. If you, if you bet under three and a half uh, quarterbacks in round one, that was a pretty easy rocking chair cover. And if you bet under two and a half at plus price, uh, that was a good win for you. Yeah, Eric, you were not alone on that Malik Willis line of thinking with Pittsburgh at 20, and they decide to go in, in a different direction. But if you bet them to take quarterback, you do hit that wager. Uh, enjoyed the coverage last night with PFF. It was uh, pretty funny. With You had some good stories there with Chris Collinsworth. I, <laughs> you guys scream, some of you guys, not you, some of your uh, coworkers screaming at each other about picks. And then Chris is just like, there being the professional broadcaster. Uh, tell us about Quay Walker. What happened there? How many times did you bet it? And I I felt like as far as betting the draft, this is the prime example of how much more the betting market knows when that closed at 20, 21 and a half, and he goes number 22 overall to Green Bay. Yeah, it's a crazy ride. Like, I mean, we – so we as a part of PFF now, we're in different business units, so it's kind of – it's 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 weird, but somebody in you know that I know that works with me in R and D, you know, it, you know, we we produce packets for agents. We produce packets 
for general manager candidates, head coaching candidates, so on and so forth. So we've developed a, a fair amount of like solid relationships. And so one of my colleagues calls me, I think it was Thursday, and he just goes, look, I, I don't, I've never heard of him until today, uh, but Quay Walker is going to be a first-round pick. And I'm like, Quay Walker? And so and I'm at the office. I, you know, Chris Collins was in the office, which is really fun this time of year. And I go to Chris, I'm like, who's Quay Walker? He's like, oh, I'll go watch. So Chris watches him for, you know, 25, 30 minutes, comes back. He's like, yeah, he's a first-round pick. And, and I'm like, okay. But the markets weren't really moving. He was about 225 to go, you know, plus 225 to be a top 32 pick. And he was, his market was 40 and a half. Uh, what was his uh, was his um, uh, you know, draft position prop? I wake up one day, another colleague of mine who's sort of in on the news says, "Okay, it's plus 175," and that's when I knew I had to drive to a legal state and get some money down. Um, and, and so we ended up. I mean, he was 15 to one to be first linebacker. He was two to one by the time I, I got there to be taken in, in the top 32. Uh, and as you guys, you know, as you said, minus 600 was very close to be a top 32 pick. So. Again, that is, you know, that that's what's fun about these draft you know, market props because, you know, a, a, an NFL game doesn't move that much, even with the starting quarterback change. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm curious your thoughts on, you know, some of the trades we saw. Uh, Lamar Jackson tweeting he was not happy that Marquise Brown was traded. How do you think that'll affect him and the Ravens? It's interesting because, like, we I, – I think a lot of this is performative um, because, you know, there were rumors all last week that, that he was – not only was Hollywood Brown going to be traded, but going to be traded to Arizona. And, you know, and it was like, oh, it's going to happen one of the you know, nights of the draft. I'm like, well, it's not happening tonight because he's not worth a first-round pick. And then, of course, he does get traded for pick 23. Um, and, you know, to me, I don't believe that – you know, Lamar Jackson didn't know ahead of time. I think he's kind of acting out because of his contract and, uh, you know, and some of the team building things associated with Baltimore. Um, it, it's very interesting. Baltimore had a great night last night, um, but the starting quarterback for the Ravens not happy with the direction of the team. <laughs> Eric, uh, curious your thoughts on, on the bold moves by the Eagles. First, trading up to get Jordan Davis, a, a player that you've talked about before on the show and how unique he is and what he could do on the defensive line, and then trading a first-round pick and a third to get A.J. Brown. What, what did you make of the Eagles? They're one of the only teams that saw their their market, Super Bowl odds, division odds move after the you know round one of the draft. Yeah, I think the betting markets are really, really, uh, you know, waiting on Dallas to collapse, and they're looking for one of those other teams to come up and be a, a secondary front runner in that division, and the Eagles certainly did so last night. I mean, A.J. Brown's a player, you know, we had him at his very peak worth about half a win above replacement, and a half a win above replacement is worth about $25 million. So the, the contract certainly makes sense. Um, you know, the draft pick compensation is a little high. 18 is a, is a high pick, it, it, especially considering, you know, what, what Tyreek Hill and, and Devontae Adams, you know, secured. But he's a younger player. He's a very good player. Um, you know, Jordan Davis helps him do a lot of things on defense. So that, you know, I think that's a good pick as well. It was a very – it was a steep price to trade up. Usually the Eagles don't 
fall prey to doing that, but they, they certainly felt they had to get in front of Baltimore uh, because when you looked at the betting markets for Jordan Davis, it was over 13.5 was a sharp play, under 15.5 was a sharp play. So a lot of people thought he was going uh, to Baltimore. Um, so they, they went up and got him. I, I think you have to do this when you have a cheap young quarterback on a rookie deal who's good enough to win with. Um, now, the question that they're trying to ascertain now with the roster moves they're making is, is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? He's certainly good enough to get them to a wild card and be competitive on a week-to-week basis. Is he good enough to win a Super Bowl? If the answer is no, now you have two first-round picks next year, uh, and you can move up and maybe get C.J. You know, Stroud or somebody like that uh, you know, uh, to, to be your quarterback of the future. So it's a very, uh, I would say, very uh, definitive move by the Eagles and makes things interesting in the NFC. Eric, speaking of teams moving up to get their guy, uh, this one was a surprise with Detroit at 12. They, they move up. They said, let's get Jamison Williams. He ends up being the fourth receiver drafted at 12 overall. Uh, they sat there at two, and they got the hometown guy in Aiden Hutchinson, so a top edge rusher and one of the top receivers. What did you think about Detroit's first night? Uh, I think the trade-up was, well, you know, you look at the Jimmy Johnson chart, actually they got more value than the Vikings. Our chart never likes trade-ups that much, so, um, but it was, it was still, like, I think a relatively fair deal to move up. Williams, I think, you know, has the p- potential to be a really good wide receiver, and obviously Hutchinson was the top player on our board. Um, you look at that team now, you look at the schedule for Detroit, extremely favorable. You have the Jets and Giants, you have the, the Bears twice, you have the Vikings twice. Uh, you know, it, it's not a terrible slate for them. Um, and, and you look at that offense now, you have, you know, Panay Sewell and Taylor Decker at tackle. Uh, you have Frank Ragnow at center. You have uh, TJ Hawkinson, of a top 10 pick at tight end. Uh, Jamison Williams, Aramont St. Brown. Uh, you know, DeAndre Swift in the backfield. And Jared Goff at quarterback. You could do a lot worse than that. And so, you know, if I'm going to bet one win total based upon, uh, you know, day one of the draft, I'm probably betting Detroit over. Looking at day two, any bets that are still available that you like where you see some value? Uh, Logan Hall was the in, the information was Logan Hall is going at 33. Uh, that, you know, opened 275, you know, got to 125 by the time uh, a lot of us could bet it. Uh, it opened at, what, 38 and a half and a 35 and a half, and now it's off the board. So I think Logan Hall is the pick uh, at 33 for Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Minnesota at 34, could they go quarterback with Kirk Cousins with just two years left on his deal? Um, that would be, I think, an underdog if you want to take Willis there. Um, but, uh, you know, one I, one, one that I like is James Cook or, uh, under 69 and a half. Um, I think there are, there are many teams in the draft that like him uh, as a sort of do everything running back. And, and as such, I think he's going to go a little bit higher than people believe. Um, so James Cook, the running back, uh, Dalvin's brother out of Georgia. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Eric, the wide receiver market was really interesting last night. We get, we get you know, the number, if you had over six and a half, you probably felt amazing through the 18th pick there with, with uh, Traylon Burks. And then that was it. And we had the couple trades, A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, 
but no more a pick. That leaves a lot on the board left for tonight. What, what do you think about the receivers left and, and, and where we might see these uh, these guys start falling off? Christian Watson's still out there. George Pickett's still out there. Sky Moore, uh, Mechie from Alabama. There's still a good group of receivers here as we head into day two. Yeah, I'm holding a little bit of Mechie under from, from days ago, but yeah, he's at 56 and a half. Uh, Sky Moore's at about 39 and a half from what I can tell. Um, you also have uh, Christian Watkins, and then you had George Pickens yesterday. His market moved from 38 and a half to 46 and a half overnight. I know, you know, there are teams. I know there are teams that like him. I know there are teams that have him off their board completely. So that one's a, a really strange one. Um, you know, I, this is a good group, and, and I think you know we haven't seen a wide receiver taken since 18, I believe, 18, 18 or 20. Uh, and so you know, the teams that you know had need at the position, Kansas City. Uh, Green Bay, you wonder if they move up and get their guy in the second round or they take a chance much like they did in the first round and wait on uh, the market to materialize. They could be stuck holding another bag without a wide receiver if they, if they do that. So we only saw one team make uh, the commitment to go QB on night number one, but what about night number two? You mentioned uh, 34, Minnesota could go quarterback. I don't think it would shock anybody if Tennessee did that. There are a number of possibilities in the front half of uh, round number two here where these quarterbacks could go off the board. Do you see a lot of those unders hitting? Uh, I, it's tough. I, I don't see a lot of the unders hitting. Um, okay. Last year, you know, once you got out of round one, it took all the way until I believe the last pick of round two before we got, you know, the Davis Mills, Kyle Trask and Kellen Mons of the world to go off the board. Now, you know, I think people like Pickett, Ritter, sorry, uh, uh, Ritter, uh, Malik Willis, and guys like Matt Corral and, and, and Sam Howell more than that, but maybe they don't. I mean, we all thought that teams liked, you know, guys like Desmond Ritter uh, and, and Malik Willis yesterday, and they didn't go off the board. So I, I would probably, if anything, bet overs on the quarterbacks. Um, but, you know, again, that position just really surprises me. There's, you know, when you look at the history of second-round quarterbacks in the new CBA, I mean, it's Derek Carr, it's, you know, Colin Kaepernick, um, and not and not a whole lot of health, you know, and, and I think a lot of that is, you know, just because once you get that fifth-year option opportunity gone, teams sort of devalue the position uh, a lot, and, and we might see that today. Eric, just looking big picture with so many of these players, we don't know how they're going to pan out long-term in the NFL, but out of the players left on the board heading into day two, who do you think has the um, most upside long-term in the NFL? I, I like Drake Jackson, the defensive end, uh, you know, from USC. Arnold Ebikete, the edge player from, from Penn State, is another player that I, I'm really high on. Uh, Marcus Jones from uh, Houston has return abilities. Also, like, was the most valuable cornerback in college football last year for the Cougars. Um, those are guys I really like. And, uh, you know, I, I'll even say this. I think Malik Willis has a lot of upside. Uh, as a second or third round quarterback, it's just unclear as to whether the league believes so anymore. Eric, I, I thought the Chiefs did really well. Um, you know, the, the night they had, Trent McDuffie feels like a, a day one starting corner. Uh, and George Karloftis that late. You know, the, the Chiefs, after the Tyreek Hill trade, they've kind of flown under the radar this offseason. They're not adding big names. But I, I thought for, for what they did and even adding the Tyreek Hill trade with all the assets they've accumulated – I thought the Chiefs did well last night. What did you think of Kansas City? Almost in a way, flying under the radar in the first round. Yeah, I'm. I'm elated. I mean, I I root for the Chiefs. I'm elated. I I uh, texted my friend who works for the team, and I just like 
a couple exclamation points. I mean, I thought that they, you know, with, with McDuffie, a lot of people thought he was going to go 12 to Minnesota. His draft prop was 16 and a half. You get him at 21, that's a pretty good value. Karloftis opened at 16 and a half. Uh, that thing got all the way to 22 and a half. You, to get him, you know, at 30 uh, is a really good get. We had Karloftis as the third best defensive end sort of edge player on our board. So uh, I like that one a lot. Uh, they, they didn't go wide receiver, but I think when you, you patch up the group with Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and then McCole Hardman, a second-round pick from 2019, like, if, you, if you snap the ball today, uh, the Chiefs needed somebody who could rush the passer. Frank Clark had just one pressure the entire AFC Championship game loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. You need somebody who can get after the quarterback, and they got that in Karloftis. And, you know, with uh, Mike Hughes going to Detroit, um, and Charvarius Ward going to the 49ers. They needed somebody to play cornerback as well. This is the first time since Marcus Peters, another Washington product, that they've taken a corner uh, as high as one of the first three rounds. So uh, a change in course for them, but I, I like the McDuffie pick too. Eric, only have 30 seconds left. Uh, Ryan P. making his first uh, draft pick for the Bears. Thankfully, it's not Ryan Pace. It's Ryan Poles. What do you think they do at 39? Great question. I- I think it's offensive line. Uh, they need receivers, but an offensive line helps them build for the future. Great stuff. Eric Eager, always appreciate on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. More on the NFL Draft, NBA Playoffs up next on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.